Today is Thursday, August 5th. The title for our devotional is The Crucifixion. Remember, this week we're going through uh, the evidence from Jesus' life of how he loved his disciples, specifically through the lens of his interactions with Peter. Today, we've come to the ultimate demonstration of Jesus' love for his disciples. That is his atoning death on their behalf. John 15, 13, Jesus says, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. That is precisely what Jesus did. And therefore, the love that Jesus has for his disciples, which is the love that he calls us to have for one another in the church, is based on what he did on the cross and how he gave up his life for us. All of his teaching on love for one another has has really led up to this moment. Up until this moment, I'm sure his disciples had a sense for how he loved them, but his love wasn't much different than the love of other rabbis that they had for their disciples in this day. He was their master and teacher. They were his pupils. He was really good, like really compassionate and kind. The cross, however, took this definition of love to a whole other level. So much so that his love as demonstrated on the cross became the paradigmatic love for the church. And we see this in the New Testament letters. Philippians 2, 1 through 11. We're going to read it at length. It says this, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and of one mind. And now he, and do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. I was going to explain what that mindset is. Again, he's calling them to humility and love for one another, and he's using Jesus and his love as the paradigm for how we are to love in the church. Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The cross was clearly central in Paul's concept of love and how we were to love one another with humility, that he bases his call to love each other in Philippians 2 on the love that Jesus demonstrated on the cross. The cross, again, was so central to Peter's concept of love that he calls servants to obey even their masters who were unjust in the same way that Jesus loved us. In 1 Peter 2, 18-25, he said, Slaves, in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters. Not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For if it is if it is commendable, if someone bears under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God, but how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and endure it, that is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats, 
Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. The interpretive difficulties of slavery aside mentioned in this passage. This type of humble, self-giving love is the type of love that our love needs to be patterned after, as Peter makes clear here. This is the highest standard, yet we are everywhere called to aspire to it. With Jesus and his atoning death on the cross as our model for self-sacrificial love, we must strive to grow into this kind of love for others. This should be the love that characterizes our relationship with one another. Reflection time today, just close your eyes and reflect on the cross and how it represents this most unbelievable, unfathomable love that God has for you. Spend some time reflecting on that, as much time as you need. If you don't ever get to the second one, this is most important. Secondly, if this is how Jesus loves you and he is to be our model for love, how can we better love one another like Jesus? How have you perhaps rationalized and tamed this love that we are to have for each other in the church?